Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 68 of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burl, and I am joined, as always, by not only my usual co-host, Riley McConnell. Riley, say hello. What's going on? Hello, folks. Good to see everybody. Absolutely. We are also joined by returning guest and fan favorite, Kyle Gould. Kyle, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back, boys. I'm glad I didn't screw up the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Today on the show, we are going to be diving deep into the Toronto Blue Jays rumor mill as it officially into the offseason. We've already seen a few small trades go around around Major League Baseball and free agency officially opened as of about three hours ago. So we're going to just we're going to talk about some rumors. We're going to do all that. And we've got a very fun Blue Jays themed game show to play, which I'm really looking forward to. Riley's going to take the reins on that. It should be a fun one for you guys at home as well. But before we get into it, Remember, our show is free and available on all platforms. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please like the damn video and subscribe to the channel. It really is the best way to help our show grow. Leave us a five-star review on those podcast streaming platforms. And hey, leave us a question or a comment in there. It's much more likely to get our attention and to read it on the air if you leave us something in there. So should go ahead and do that. Gentlemen, you ready to rock? Ready to roll, Mr. Burl. All right. Well, I think we got to start from behind the plate here and multiple reports are coming out that teams are very interested in the tandems of the blue Jays, three catchers here. So I figured let's have that discussion. Now, who are we going to trade if we should trade anyone at all? And um, what are some pros and cons? What do you think is going to happen? Um, Riley, we'll start with you. Blue Jays, three catchers, rank them. I mean, it's an, it's an obvious one. If we're going to rank them for, for talent on the field, it's pretty obvious. I think you got to go Kirk and then followed by Jansen. And then obviously Moreno would be third in performance as of right now. Does he have a higher ceiling than the, than the two of them? He, he could very well be, but still very unproven. Um, As far as trade value goes, I think that the year that Jansen had, even though that he was pretty hurt, I think that he might be the most likely of candidates to get dealt. You see Kirk just picking up and shout out, Silver Slugger Award from behind the plate. Beautiful. You see the young guy in Gabriel Moreno has a little bit of versatility that we could see later on in his career. Guy who holds a lot of value. And I still think uh, Jansen holds a ton of value and could and could be dealt would get Moreno more time. It would keep Kirk as our starting catcher for now. And I think that's important. I mean, Kirk's still a really young guy. Jansen, obviously the older of the three. I think that we still get a big return for Danny, Danny Jansen. Good power hitting catcher in the league. I think that's a surplus for a lot of teams. So that's the way you think the Blue Jays are going to go, eh? We move on from Danny Jansen here? That's, that's, what, that's what I think, man. And I think it would be the wise choice as well. All right, Kyle, two questions. First, do you think we should trade a catcher? Second, if we're going to do it, how do we go about it? I mean, I think we should for the sole purpose that kind of in my explanation will kind of answer your second one. I think I kind of agree with Riley. That sucks. I wanted to play devil's advocate. I can't. I believe Danny Jansen does make a lot of sense to get rid of. But with that being said, I would probably explore maybe moving Moreno and probably get way more for him. And and if you're keeping Jansen and Kirk, Moreno's not going to play anyways. So what are you going to do? I mean, obviously he's going to develop, but a guy like that, he needs big league time. So I would say if you're getting rid of one, it's got to be Moreno or Jansen. But with the way the team's going right now, I think we need kind of a veteran presence like Jansen. He's been around the team for so long works well with the pitching staff. So I think maybe we keep him because let's be real. I think we'd probably get more for Moreno anyways, just because of that high ceiling. So I agree with Riley that we're keeping Kirk for sure, but I'm going to say, let's get rid of Moreno. Okay. You guys both make great points here. First, I was going to come on here today and be like, why are we even trading a catcher? Like we have three good players. Having too much depth is never a bad thing. But then I really sat and thought about it. Even if everyone is all healthy and still playing all the time, it could be Kirk at DH. It could be Jansen behind the plate. And then Moreno's just a backup sitting there. He's not going to play. And I don't think Moreno has anything left to prove in Buffalo. It's time for him to step up on the big leagues and he's really going to start performing. And then, if it really does help improve somewhere else on the roster, which you think we were trading one of these players for either a really well-known proven pitcher or something to help our outfield depth, then it can only maximize the Blue Jays upside here. So I do think it's a good idea to trade one of them. Um, you guys make a lot of good points here. Uh, Moreno's the thing. The ceiling, like you said, Kyle, is sky high. GMs are going to know that they have six plus years of control if they get Gabriel Moreno. And we've seen the tools already. He got hot in that series towards the end against Baltimore. He, you know, his arm's still really good. He's probably faster than any Blue Jays catcher. And a lot of GMs like to dream on the upside. Ultimately, guys, I think which catcher gets traded is going to be which team offers us a best pick back. Like if Pittsburgh or if uh, Detroit 
comes knocking on our door and they want to hand us stuff, I think they would be more interested in having Gabriel Moreno because of the years of the control, because they can be patient with his development time. But if we end up trading a catcher to say Cleveland, Minnesota, or St. Louis, they probably want Danny Jansen or Alejandro Kirk just because you already kind of know what they are, right? They're going to be much more of an impact now to help them in their playoff chances. And ultimately, I think that's what's going to come down to when we see which catcher gets traded. I mean, that's the thing, right? When you start dealing, you look at two different players, two different stages of their careers, talking about Moreno and Jansen. I mean, Jansen's got to go to a contender, right? A team that has maybe a weaker catch, catching core, he would go there. Moreno would be a better pick. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, talking about a team like the Tigers fitting there with guys like Riley Green, Akil Badu, like a young core of guys there that I don't probably have six years till that team starts winning. So you look at it at options and then you say a team like trading Jansen to Cleveland and uh, that scares me. If I see Jansen walk up with a Guardians jersey on in a, in a key moment in the game against us, I mean, geez, that move might come back to haunt us. We all know we all know how well of a hitter Jansen is, and I think that the league should pick that up. I mean, he had one of the best, if not his best, offensive season of his career so far, and that was on a sh- at a shortened stint. So, I mean, the ceiling is definitely sky high for Moreno, but I, I think, too, that the ceiling for Jansen is still very, very high. Still a lot of good things to come his way throughout his career. I think no matter who we get rid of here, it's going to hurt. These are all good players, and, you know, Gabriel Moreno can be anything, right? I think no matter what happens, and ultimately, like we said, it's going to come down to who we get back in the trade here. But I'm going to be upset no matter who it is we let go. I think I got something that might hurt you more. What if we got rid of Jansen and Moreno? Oh, signed a free agent veteran catcher behind the dish to kind of shadow Kirk, lead him along the way with the most return. The problem with Kirk is that even when he's fully healthy, he's still probably only catching about 100 or so games, right? He's probably still going to DH the other half. So, you could look at a real good defensive specialist guy. He's got to sit back there, which I think Austin Hedges is the guy that needs to Toronto. Okay. I like the call. I mean, great glove. I mean, I just we just we were just treated by three great hitting catchers, and Austin Hedges is a great defensive catcher. But I mean, I don't I don't know about his hitting numbers. I know that. Um, I mean, Mario Mendoza played in the 70s, but you might as well call it the Hedges line, the 200 (laughs) average. Like, I don't think he's put up an average over 210 since like 2019 or 18. It's, yeah. I mean, hey, I love it. I love the idea of, of, you know, bringing in, I honestly, if I was a GM starting a team, I would say I, my weakest player would be my backup catcher in a perfect world to see what you could get for, for uh Jansen to see what you get for Moreno to explore. That would be super cool. But yeah, it's also really cool to have like probably the best catching tandem in all of baseball. We don't even have two. We have three guys mm-hmm. to choose from. So, I mean, so many options, guys. I mean, I think the consensus here is that we keep Kirk and kind of explore from there. But uh, yeah, it's going to hurt either way if we lose any of them. One more point I want to make on these catchers before we move on to the next thing here is um, one of our better prospects, Zach Britton, is a catcher. I'd say it's almost guaranteed he gets traded, especially because he's having a very good Arizona Fall League. We don't need that much catching depth. I really think the Blue Jays try to um, do something with him. And if we do trade Jansen, are we worried that he's probably the best at knowing this pitching staff? Is that an issue for either of you guys? Kyle, you're uh, you take this one. You were a guy who did spend some time on the hill and uh, behind uh, the plate, so uh, you would know more than I would, brother. I would say he would lean more into knowing the tendencies, but in MLB, every guy knows every scouting yeah. report. It's not going to be really that huge. And let's face it, I think the Jays would be smart, and they'd probably trade him to the National League anyways. I, I don't think. If you're getting rid of Jansen, I don't think you trade him to a division rival anyways. I mean, I don't think there's too much there. I wouldn't be too worried. Plus, Jansen's too good of a guy. I don't think he'd screw us that bad, would he? All right. Well, it'll definitely be a talking point. I think as more information comes about as we go on, we'll definitely talk about it a little more. Um, Some news and notes, guys. Uh, The Blue Jays did not offer a qualifying offer to Ross Stripling. And Riley, you and I talked about we thought it was a no-brainer they were going to do that. So they have reached out to Ross Stripling's camp. Both sides seem eager to try to get something done here. Um, I don't know what this means. I feel like if you don't offer him a qualifying offer and he signs for good money somewhere else, that's a problem. Or are they, were they genuinely worried that have Ross Stripling back on a one year, 18 point uh, point something million dollar contract? Or do you think 
the Jays and Ross Stripling are going to work out a deal here. Ooh, like that's a really tough one, man. Mm-hmm. You would think that they could possibly work out a deal, but <clears throat> in the grand scheme of things, is Ross Stripling worth almost $20 million? Like, I don't, I value my money. You can find it in aggregate somewhere else. But Ross Stripling had one hell of a year. I don't think he repeats that in 2023 and moving forward, which is too bad. He had an awesome year for us. Um, if we had to part ways with him, that would be fine. But not getting any compensation is is the weird part for me, Jesse. I mean, it really seemed like a no-brainer at the time. I guess we'll have to see in following weeks um, what kind of plays out. But, uh, yeah, you would assume after this that there is a kind of a short term deal in place to try to get stripling back on this club. Fangraphs is suggesting that he might be looking at a deal either between two or three years of anywhere between 25 and $35 million. So about 10 ish million a year or so for Ross stripling, but one year at 18.5 million. I think we both thought that Jason would do it, but I guess not. Any thoughts on stripling? No, I think you're right there with the ballpark numbers. I think his market value is somewhere around like 14 mil, Mm -hmm. something below that. So it's kind of, 18 and a half mil for one year is tough. I also thought they'd qualifying offer would be a done. I thought it was a done deal. I really did. Yeah, so um, did I. But um, I don't know. I'm neither here or there. Like I said, Riley hit it right on the dot, right on the nose. I don't think he can repeat what he did. With that being said, he's a great option to have. Um, so I hope maybe a short-term deal, short-term deal is there. And if we lose him, let's face it, we got a lot of work to do on – starting pitching anyways that I, I don't think it's going to play. All right. Speaking of starting pitching, there's been another Blue Jays rumor that's been circling through the internet. And as the Blue Jays have quote, a strong relationship with NPB pitcher Kode Senga and expect to be in touch with his camp. Now, if you guys don't know much about Kode Senga, um, I didn't before a few weeks ago. Um, he's got a four pitch mix, including a wipeout splitter and a fastball that touches upper nineties. He's also capable of taking a little bit off of his slider and giving it like a little more of a curveball shape to kind of get those get me over strikes that we see a lot in major league baseball. His Rostroff is impressive, but there's also some reasons for concern. His two plane fastball. So it's, it's kind of like a flat fastball. Um, it doesn't overpower hitters up in the zone. It doesn't have as much spin as you'd kind of want on a good four seam fastball. And his feel for his breaking pitches kind of comes and goes, which puts a lot of pressure on his splitter and starts where nothing else is working. So he sits 96, can touch 102, but doesn't have enough movement. I think um, a lot of the player comps people were giving out for this Kode uh, Senga guy was Nathan Eovaldi. And if we've seen Eovaldi pitch when he's on, like he was in that World Series game, he looks nasty. He looks like some of the best pitchers in baseball. But when he's not, he can get hit around. So Fangraphs are projecting about a three-war season from him and probably about a four-year deal with about $14 million per season. Kind of the same thing. We were just talking about Ross Stripling. Guys, what do we think about this Kode Senga guy? So I would like to first ask Jesse, I don't know if I missed it. What's the age of this guy? Uh, good question. I will tell you. He's 30. Seconds. He's turning 30 in January. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Gould. So that four-year deal when you're 26 through your age 30 season sounds good. Age 30 to 34. Wow. I mean, <clears throat> so if we can invest in this ball player. And he works out. I think that's an absolute steal uh, for the price. But if it sinks and, you know, he ends up being a, a whatever with this team, I mean, he could he could potentially be a guy who's a long relief guy, a setup guy. I mean, nothing's he hasn't pitched a major league pitch. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what this guy's got at the major league level. Uh, the Japanese baseball league is, I mean, the second best league in the world besides major league baseball. So, I mean, if he performs there, that's great. He's 30 years old. He's got experience on the Hill. That's great. The blue Jays have, I mean, a mix of young and old in their pitching staff. We got guys like Alec Manoa. We got, well, not Hunjin Ryu anymore. Um, you know, due to injury, let's see what happens to him. I mean, Gosman being a veteran, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I, I really, really don't love the age 30 thing on a four-year deal. It kind of scares me a little bit. If he decides to decline real quick, you know, after two years, then we're kind of stuck on the deal. It's not a huge dollar amount, but I mean, Hey, it's a fun, if it's an experiment, that's going to be fun. And you know, it's not going to break the bank too much. I say, go for it. Kyle, what do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, you look at his numbers on paper, and it's you want him on your team. But I, 30, 
never pitched an MLB. A lot of reports are coming out saying he could be a high leverage relief guy, um, which, I mean, awesome. We need one of those. But do you want to put all your eggs in one basket and get in a bidding war? I think the Cubs and Mariners are also interested. They always are. Always are. Suitors. And, I, I mean, it's going to be tough to try to uh, allocate a lot of time and resources to this guy because he is 30, right? Um, but, I mean, 102, Max Velo on fastball. And they've named his splitter in Japan the Ghost Fork. That's probably Love the coolest that. name for <laughs> Um but he's also won – actually, I looked this up earlier. He's won a pitching Triple Crown Award in Japan, okay. an MVP, and he won an Olympic gold medal in Beijing. Oh, nice. But he was also pitching out of the pen there as well. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of question marks when it comes to that. And you have already touched on it. It's like Arsenal, the two-plane fastball, mm-hmm. and get hit around. It doesn't matter if you throw 105 people in MLB. They're going to turn on it and find a way to hit it out of the park. Also, the command is a big issue that people have been saying. When it's not there, it's bad. So. I think it's one of those uh, high risk, high reward things, kind of like you say Kikuchi last year. It could go really good with Kikuchi or it could go really bad. And I think there's more of the same from this guy. But for what it's worth, at the terms of the contract and the terms of uh, everything else around him, I think I'd rather have this guy than like a Martin Perez, Jamison Tyone, or Taiwan Walker this year. So I like that the Blue Jays are interested. And I think we can get excited if he does join our rotation. Well, I'm already excited. It's always fun to talk about free agents that, um, you know, come from the come from the uh, Cuban leagues that come from the uh, the Japanese leagues. I mean, like, hey, if he's going to come here and perform for us, that's great. If he goes somewhere else and performs, that's that's also great for his career, whatever. I mean, I think that he's 30 years old and the odds of him you know, having a long career in the MLB aren't very, very high. So if he does come to Toronto, I hope that the impact is right off the get-go and a lasting one at that. I think that's what we all hope for here soon. Anything else to add, Kyle, before we uh, move on? Yeah, just keep in mind, he has been pitching in the Japanese league since he was 19, too. Right. So he's been pitching for a while, a lot of professional games under his belt. So, I mean, at this point... You think he's probably he might have a better chance of succeeding than some some other guys, but also the league has such a weird uh, player rule. So like he wasn't even eligible to come to the MLB mm-hmm. until like last year. So now he's making it this year. So I mean I, I don't know. It's a lot of question marks, but I I would if the money's right, I'd say go for it. It'd be fun to have him in Toronto. Yeah, no posting fee for him this year, which we usually yeah. see with the big guys coming over, which does really help. The Blue Jays won't just have to fork over money. Um, some other news and notes here. Ross Atkins did mention that some teams are looking at acquiring some Blue Jays relievers. That shocked me. I really, I'd be very surprised if the Blue Jays decide to trade one of these guys. Um, and Scott Boris mentioned that none of his clients have been asked to move off shortstop. And I bring this up. Because all last year, we were talking about why the Blue Jays didn't demote Yusei Kikuchi. And my theory was that it was because they wanted to keep a good rapport with Scott Boris because maybe he might be targeting some of his free agent shortstops that he has in this year's um, pool. So his free agents include Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, and all of this. And if the Blue Jays have been talking with Scott Boris' shortstops, I think it might be more of a move to get Bo Bichette to second base, and maybe we bring one of these guys in. No, just speculation there. Nothing crazy, but just keep an eye on that going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's the off season. Still, a lot of time for things to kind of unfold, Jesse. I mean, next week we could have a we could have a you know spoiler alert. We could have a uh, you know a surprise episode reviewing some great transaction that happened well, so. that you know that's that's earth sh- earth shattering. I doubt it, guys. But you know what? Um, we're here to cover the off season stuff, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, big, small. We're here. We're obviously in the slow season for baseball, and um, eventually it's going to pick back up. I think uh, pitchers and catchers report in less than 100 days. So, let's go. I mean, let's go. 139 days till opening night. Let's get it. Looking forward to it already. All right. Some minor more things. The Blue Jays did pick up the $3 million club option on Anthony Bass. I feel like we all expected that to happen. Um, the Blue Jays did outright two players off their 40 man roster. Casey Lawrence was outrighted, cleared waivers. He is no longer on the 40-man roster. And left in a pitcher, Taylor Saucedo. We tried to put him down through waivers. He did not make it through. The New York Mets claimed Taylor Saucedo so, so long, Mr. Saucedo. And the Blue Jays made a surprise ad here. They added 28-year-old outfielder Nathan Lucas to the 40-man roster. You remember him? He was 
good in spring training. I remember talking about it a lot then. Um, he hit 285, 11 home runs, 20 stolen bases, 789 OPS for Buffalo this year. And I think this is kind of just writing on the wall that Rymel Tapia is going to get non-tendered in about a week when the non-tender deadline comes out. And the Rule 5 draft is later this week, so I'd expect the Blue Jays to cut some more players to try to bring up some of our prospects onto the 40-man roster to keep them safe in the Rule 5 draft. Yeah, I don't see our 40-man changing uh, too much more as far as bringing, bringing in replacement-level guys. I mean, replacement-level guys being <clears throat> we could see our, us add a guy to replace a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. or Tapia. But I think for pitchers, I don't know if we're going to get any, I don't know, four or five guys out of something like that. We'll see. I mean, our we have a really strong 40-man roster, in my opinion. And I mean, why? I mean... I can't make the, I can't say if it's not broken, don't fix it. There is a little bit broken with it, (laughs) but not enough that we need to start ripping and tearing things down. Just all minor stuff. This is the stuff that counts for content this late in the season. Um, A few more news and notes here. Alec Manoa is a Cy Young award finalist guys. So celebrate to Alec Manoa. That is awesome. Third straight year at Toronto Blue Jays pitcher has been a finalist for the award, which is actually kind of nuts. I don't know if that's ever happened. We mentioned earlier in the episode, Alejandro Kirk just won a silver slugger award. Congrats to him. First catcher in Blue Jays history to win a Silver Slugger Award. There have been some good catchers in Blue Jays history. And Ross Stripling, David Phelps, Jackie Bradley Jr. are officially free agents. It's time to move. So do we have a congrats to our Blue Jays who are winning more awards here? I would would like to say congratulations to Kirk. I could have sworn Curtis Thigpen won a silver slugger, <laughs> but good for Alejandro Kirk, man. I mean, even on a down year, what's that tell you, man? I think he finished with a 285 average or something around there. Low in home runs. He kind of went on a dry spell there. I mean, his hair was awesome. That was the thing. I mean, when he's on, he's on. Hey, when you when you finished the year an all star and a silver slugger, you did something right during the season. So kudos to Kirk. I don't know if Manoa is going to win the the Cy Young. Sadly, he's in pretty stiff competition, but he had an awesome year. I mean, if this is the beginning of the book that is Alec Manoa, <laughs> if this is just chapter one after last year being the prologue, I mean, holy crap, guys. I mean, we have seen not too many lifetime Blue Jays come through as good, solid starting pitchers. And Alec Manoa could very well go down in history in the Blue Jays record books. I think that's what we're hoping for here, right? Kyle, anything to add on that before we uh, move on to some fun stuff? No, I think Kirk had an incredible year. Good for him, finally uh, getting some hardware for a catcher of the Blue Jays. Yep. But um, also, like, on the other side of the ball, I'm a big defensive nerd. He's Literally, he made huge strides in his game defensively this year as well. Especially he was honestly framing. our best defensive catcher on a lot of advanced metrics, which is mm-hmm. weird when you think about it. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm impressed by him. And I agree with uh, Riley there. I don't think. I think Manoa was third out of three in that voting for the Cy Young. But incredible that he got nominated. Right before we get on to our game show here, Riley, I just got some prospect notes. We have to talk a little bit about Nate Pearson because he's doing things, guys, and it's very exciting. Um, the Arizona Fall League wound up. Uh, here's how Nate Pearson pitched. I think he was in the Dominican League here, but it's over. He went nine innings pitch, guys, three hits, two walks, 12 strikeouts with a 0.00 ERA. Guys, Nate Pearson, is this finally the year it's going to come together for him? <laughs> Kyle, I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> I, I've, I've given up. 100 uh, percent is this the year just because i boys. we've been saying that for what seems like forever and you get a sniff of this guy in the league he's up for two games and you don't see him for a year or he's hurt something or he's got mono or something it doesn't matter uh, guy is never pitching um i hope he does because it's incredible but he's not even as as electric as he was when we drafted him he's already showing signs of wear and tear and he's never pitched half a season. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I hope it is. I hope we see him or I hope we get rid of him because I'm sick and tired of bringing up his name. It was oh, just sticking. never, never, man. Comeback player of the year next year. Um, oh. Nate Pearson calling it right now. Remember this clip. Jesse, we went to that first game of the year and at the end, when we met after the ghost, we got off the go train and I gave you a Nate Pearson baseball card. That Still card 
that card is worth less money now than it was when I gave it to you. <laughs> you boys are all going to be wrong. When he's up here and he's striking out guys as a setup man next year, it's going to be great. But that's enough of that. A few other prospect notes. Um, Zach Britton hit over 400 for the Blue Jays there. Another reason why I think he might be traded as a catcher. And Addison Barger, who came up late to Buffalo, who really went on a storm. It's small sample size, of course, but he only hit 188. 318 on base percentage, did hit two home runs, but kind of meh. Arizona Fall League and Blue Jays prospect Hagen Danner. One scout apparently said he might be the best reliever they've seen at the um, at the Arizona Fall League right now. So 357 ERA, nine and two thirds, eight strikeouts, only one walk. Good stuff there for some Blue Jays prospects. Nice. I am so I am so excited. I'm sorry. I just got a text from my boss that said, so let's take tomorrow off. I wasn't listening to a damn thing. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> I'm stoked, though. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anything to add on the prospects, Kyle, or let's get right into this game we're going to play? No, let's get into this game. I'm ready to uh, make <laughs> myself and lose. So let's You're just... killing me, Smalls. All this prospect note get about Nate Pearson. Jesse, <laughs> you do a lot of the talking and directing. It's about time that me, Riley McConnell, takes the mic for let's a bit it. and starts things off. So we got our good friend of the show, Kyle Gould. My co-host, Jesse Burrell, as the contestants, I will be the host. Now, it's not an overcomplicated game, guys. It's basically Blue Jays trivia yeah. from day one to the last game we played. Everything in between. All on the table. Now, to decide who goes first, I'm thinking of a player between Edcardo and Zahn. Any guesses? No, I'm just kidding. Kyle, you're the guest. You uh, go first, my man. So I was going to say three. Scott Richmond. <laughs> no, I, I well a good Canadian boy though. Kyle, you got three categories to choose from. You can go with 2022, the all times, or playoff push. Kyle, it's all up to you, and I'll give you a category from there. What do you want, man? I think I gotta set myself up for success and go 2022. It's right on when I mess up this category. <laughs> That's all right. So let's start 2022. Let's start with the team categories. We got three questions in each category. We got an easy, we got a medium, and we got a hard question, Kyle. Easy questions are worth one point. Mediums are three. The hards are five. Are you ready to go, my guy? I'll give it my best shot. Let's go, Riley. All right, Kyle. Question number one in the 2022 category for the Toronto Blue Jays team. Charlie Montoya was fired during the 2022 campaign. Who replaced him as manager? Man, what a question. <laughs> <laughs> These are layups. Oh, let's, man. Let's start off easy. And let's can, can we please go right to the heart? I, when you said easy, I didn't know. We're just Papa Schneider. Don't worry about it. Give All me a, right. A hey, th that might be the easiest question ever. All right. Give him his point. Make him I another. did. Yeah. Which hashtag on social media was used for the Toronto Blue Jays during the 2022 season? Next level. Hashtag not? next level, baby. Yeah. Kyle's got yeah. it. Feeling confident. You got two right in a row. Yeah, this Question, is where it goes, yeah, that's, that's all right. Question number three. Out of the 30 teams, where did the Blue Jays place as far as total wins. Okay. Take a second. I think I know. Man, this silence makes for some good pod podcast content, eh? That's all right. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, I'm going to have to ask you to say a number. Jesse, if you have the answer, I will allow a steal. I'm going to say... Seventh. Bada bing, baby. Ah, Kyle's got, got it. it. They were tied for seventh with the, the Cleveland Cardinals. Guardians. Oh. Yeah, they went on a run late. Wow. Oh, baby. Good clean, stuff. Clean sweep, Kyle. That'd be. All right. All right, Jesse. Now, go. going second, you get to choose in the 2022 category. Would you like pitchers or would you like hitters? All right, let's do pitchers. He wants, he wants pitchers he's got pitchers <laughs> here's a layup for you yep. jesse which toronto blue jays pitcher was just nominated for a cy young award i feel like we just mentioned that earlier in the episode i will take alec manoa mr mcconnell and i would like to lock that in 
You have definitely got it. Moving on to the medium. After we acquired this arm at the deadline, he went on to record an astounding zero wins with the Toronto Blue Jays. That's uh, the most handsome man on the roster, but man, he sure can't pitch like it. That's Mitch White. It was definitely Mitch White. Now, Jesse, the hard question. Can you tell me within one-tenth of a run what the Blue Jays team ERA was? You can the, – the allowance is a tenth of a run. 4.17. One seven. I can't give that to you, Jesse. <sighs> it was it was 387. You were so very close. Better I, than I thought. I got I got to I got to tighten it up on the tight on the on the hard one. So that's all right, man. You did really well. Kyle, you've officially taken the lead. The score is 9 to 4 right now for Mr. Kyle Gould. Jesse did get bumped with a hard one there. That's all right. Kyle. Okay. You are going to finish this category off. You got hitters in 2022. Are you ready? I am ready. This is a true or false. Oh, he's already halfway there. The Blue Jays had a hitter mash more than 100 RBIs this season. False. The answer is false. Vladdy only got 97. He was our team RBI leader. During the mashup where we went to Fenway and won 28 to 5, who was the Blue Jay player who hit an inside the park grand slam? Who is Rymel Tapia? He's got it. Now, Another situation where you got to be close. Okay. Jesse ate it the last time. Mm-hmm. Can you beat it? Kind of need and you to te- get this one wrong, Kyle. No pressure. And tell, and tell me, Kyle Gould, can you tell me within the number 10, how many team home runs the Blue Jays finished with this season? Okay. You play 162 games in a year. I don't think I need to tell you that. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Oh, you see, I got to do it quick and I want to be kind of far off. So I keep the game close. I am going to say. Remember, Zach Collins hit four, if that helps. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. I'm trying to do the math quickly <laughs> in my head. And I'm, I'm going to say, I don't even have a solid guess for this. Let's go 198. You're two off, baby. They had exactly 200. Wow, Kyle Gould, that was an incredible guess. I don't know the Blue Jays. Jesse Burrell, you didn't do so bad yourself in the first round, but I'm going to let you, Jesse, select what category you want. Do you want the all-times or playoff push? Heading into round two. Oh, I think we're all about the playoffs here, baby. I remember a large part of the at least recent Blue Jays playoff moments. So I, I like feeling confident going into this one here. All right. Well, Jesse, that being said, you get first category selection being down and being the second player up. Would you like to talk about the 1992 World Series, the 1993 World Series or the illustrious 2015 playoffs? Let's start with the most recent one. Let's go 2015. I was at least alive for that one. So, OK, Mr. Jesse Burrell, true or false? Yeah. In the 2015 AL Division Series versus the Texas Rangers, the Blue Jays came back from an 0-2 deficit to take the series in five games. 2015, absolutely. They absolutely did. We wiped the floor with that squad. Question number two, Jesse. Can you tell me how many stolen bases the Blue Jays had in that ALDS. Five games, man. I I don't think it was many. I, and I remember Pilar taking one. I'm going to go just four, four and five games. Wow. That is an incredible guess. What a way to go. And it was actually Ben Revere had two, Dalton Pompey had two, and Kevin Pilar got caught stealing. I got caught stealing. So three is the and- answer. Four is the answer. Oh, you good. said four. Damn. You're like you're bang on. That was one of the tougher mediums. That is that is something right there, my friend. Jesse Burrell. 
We all remember Jose Bautista's home run. Yeah, obviously. Yep. Yeah. That's not the question. though. Oh. <laughs> the question is who was on base and which base were they on? Josh Donaldson was on first because he had just hit a bloop over the second baseman. And I want to say Ezekiel Carrera was on third. No, no, it wasn't Carrera because the guy came. It was Ryan Goins came home. Yeah, nailed it. You thought yourself right through it. We all remember Goins spinning around doing fist pumps. What a sight to see. Jesse, you absolutely nailed the category. I was ready to steal that last question when you said Ezekiel Carrera. We all love Ezekiel Carrera. I wonder what he's doing nowadays. Mr. Kyle Gould, what year do you like more? We, I know you weren't alive, but yeah. we got 1992 or 1993. Give me 93, man. I'm going to answer all these wrong, so it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. This might, this might go your way. So I want to remind you that we did play the Philadelphia Phillies in that series, Kyle, and that's all I'll give away. all right who kyle was the 1993 world series mvp joe carter no i am sorry it is not joe carter Mm -hmm. it was paul molitor with an immaculate postseason what was the stat line do you have i i do not have it on a a single sheet piece of paper in front of me. I do, however, have the answer, and it says Paul Molitor. Okay. <laughs> Question number two, Kyle Gould. Who led the Toronto Blue Jays in hits in that series? This hitter, I'll give you the number. They had 12 hits. Would I not just, would I be stupid to double down and just go Molitor again? I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, would I do that, though? That's the question. I think you would. It's a little sneaky one. Yes. All right. Um, my guess before you reveal the answer is I think it'll be Roberto Alomar. I think, Jesse, it is Roberto Alomar. Very good. I will not give you points because I did not ask if you wanted to That's steal. Okay. <laughs> you, you sh- Again, beat on technicality here. You show right. off. You show off. Kyle, I really hate to do this to you, but here oh. is the hard question. <laughs> Okay, back in how baseball should have been played, the Toronto Blue Jays played in Philadelphia where pitchers hit it being a National League park. Al Leiter had one plate appearance in the series. How did that plate appearance go? (laughs) (laughs) This is for the sickos out here. If you're a Blue Jays sicko, this is is your question. Yeah, this is a Blue Jays sicko one. Four three put out. A four three put out, man. That would that would probably be the case, but it's I wasn't the one hit, and it was a double in game double. four. That oh uh, man, a, a double for Al Leiter in that fifteen to fourteen incredible incredible ball game. If, All if, right, if someone right away was like, oh yeah, you had a double. I I need to meet that person because I. Yeah, I we gotta I get mean, them on the show if they yeah. know that. Like. If yeah, shout out, guys! Anyone listening, watching? If you do the answer to that question, I mean, you're miles ahead of Jesse and I. I mean, I could have pulled anything from that. I mean, I really wanted to go with my most favorite moment in the series, which would have been Todd Stottlemyre scraping his chin off the bag, making the stupidest base running decision in history. <laughs> shout out to Todd Stottlemyre, very active social media member. One day would love to have him on the pod awesome guy um a blue jays legend and a world series champion but um jesse it's time for you to go wind back a little bit and we're gonna go back to the year 1992 are you ready let's do it who recorded the save in game six to capture their first world series title mike timlin mike timlin is the correct answer only two pitchers recorded wins in the 92 World Series, Jesse, can you name both pitchers? They both had two wins. Jack Morris. And the second. It's got to be Tom Henke, no? But it makes me it makes me want to think it's a reliever, so I might want to go with Dwayne Ward. You know what? Okay. I'm going to go Dwayne Ward. Give me the reliever win. Okay, so you have Dwayne Ward, and who's your second? I said Jack Morris. Was there a third? 
No, but you're wrong. I just wanted to make it agonizing oh, good, on you. Good, good. You were absolutely, you absolutely nailed it with Dwayne Ward, buddy. That was great. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Key. That the makes key a lot of to, sense. The key to success was Jimmy Key. Jack Morris actually was saddled with a loss in that series. Mm. Okay, back to that famous game six in the top of the eleventh. Jesse, who had the game-winning RBI? And tell me the hit. God, game-winning RBI. You know, it's been a while since I've rewatched the 92 World Series. I remember it was in Atlanta. I know Ed Sprague had a big home run in game two of that series, maybe game one. Um, I don't think it was him, though. You know what? Pat Borders was World Series MVP. I'm going to go Pat Borders. Let's just go with him. You couldn't be more wrong. Dave Winfield <laughs> retires as a Blue Jay, has a two-run double down the left field line to win it for us. God love Dave Winfield, an absolute savvy veteran for the club, and we won it. Guys, that's the end of playoff push. Give um, us a scoreboard update. Um, let's see here. Well, I know that Kyle is probably not winning, but we'll tally it up at the end because wow. uh, <laughs> some of us, someone, some of us don't really do math a lot. So mm. even if we're, I should have made a it one nine four lead going into that. Yeah, it's be man, yeah. You know what? It's fine. I actually think the score is closer. Kyle's nailed the fives. Jesse, you got saddled with a pretty tough one, but anyways, so let's go to something that's going to make us feel a little bit better. Let's go to the all times list. Okay. And Kyle, we're going to start with you. You get to pick from team, <laughs> pitchers, or hitters. What do you want to hear about? The whole team, just the hitters, just the pitchers? You tell me what you want for all times. This could be any Blue Jay, all time. Hitters, because I'm going to just absolutely butcher this whole category, too. My all-time Jays knowledge is not great. Well, great. That's, well, if you weren't so American, Kyle, then you would do better. But you're very much an American Canadian. All right, Kyle. I I wish you well on this one. <laughs> Who is the all-time leader in home runs for the Toronto Blue Jays? Oh. I will give you 10 seconds. Jesse, I know you already know the answer. So if Kyle can't think of it, just blurt it out. Let him have a guess. Kyle, Carlos anything? Delgado. Yeah, are absolutely right. Don't overthink it, man. But Come on, baby. Too, yep. You got yep. it. Oh, yeah. Now, may, we're going to go up to medium. If you struggle with that one, maybe you might trip a little bit on this one, too. <laughs> who is the Jays? Who is the Toronto Blue Jays all-time stolen base leader? Oh, it's got to be obvious, right? It's I mean, gotta, I'm. can I just... Right? I was going to say, I'm just going to remind everyone yeah. that Ricky Henderson only played for half a year in the Blue, <laughs> yeah, in a Blue Jays yeah. uniform, and yeah. he did not steal 500 bases in okay. 60 games. So, Kyle, with that being said, what's your answer? Alomar. Alomar is wrong. You were very close, so it was Lloyd Mosby. You uh, got to think more 80s on that. Hey, it's all right. Catchers weren't that good in the 1980s. It should have been Alomar. I couldn't agree more. I would have guessed Tony Fernandez, so I would have been wrong, too. Hey, you know what? A lot of a lot of speedy guys. Kyle, the hard one. I no. hate to do this to you, brother. No. I really do. Okay, give it to me. What? <laughs> uh, what is the single season record for Toronto Blue Jays hits? I should say, who holds that record, Kyle? Who? They had two. Yes, who who has the most hits in a single season in a Blue Jays uniform? Oh. Can you give me a decade to work on? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to give you the year, but uh, it's between the time we were born and now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, so you got two decades to work with. I yeah. two decades. <laughs> two and a half decades of Blue Jays baseball. So single season, who has the most hits in a single season? Yeah, for, in a Blue Jays uniform. Oh my goodness. I don't even know if I know this one either. I have guess. Dark Horse right. Vernon Wells. Kyle Gould, you're a genius. In 2003, Vernon Wells had 215 hits out of pull that. You are just overthinking it, man. Let let those juices fly. You got a better Ooh. baseball brain than you oh, think. No. You know this. Hey, 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 baby. It's all good. <laughs> 
All right. Absolutely nailed the hitters category. Jesse, that being said, we're going to go to pitchers with pitchers, you. Are you, it to me. Are you ready? The all-time pitchers? I want some pitchers. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Jesse, who has the all-time Blue Jays strikeout record? So single strikeouts in one year or like K per nine or how you all all time accumulative strikeouts in a Blue Jays uniform. Got to be Roy Halladay, right? And you would be wrong. It is Ooh. Dave Steve. I was torn between the two. Yep. It, that's I knew it. I knew it. I just figured Halliday might have pitched more seasons. So I kind of I'm all and for these next. That's all right, Jesse. And for these next two questions, I'm almost glad you got these because Kyle might feel better about himself after <laughs> you get these wrong. <laughs> I'm a guy. Come on, man. Hey, they're tough, man. This is what I was talking about. Digging deep into the baseball uh, reference page, man. So we talked about this earlier. The first game we had Doug Alt hitting the first home run in Blue Jays history. But seldom do people remember who the opening day starter was. Who was the first starter in franchise history, Jesse? Oh, it's, um, <laughs> I know. I know the name. I know I've seen it before. He pitched for seven years with the blue jays i think um who's that guy that went on to play for the blue jays but then went to the nba oh i don't think you're on the right no. track Pro- no. probably probably not Yao- that's what i was thinking it probably is not Yao Ming, and that's all i'll give you <laughs> okay um i'm drawing a blank you got any name i you're going to say it, and I'm going to be like, yep, it's absolutely him, but I don't have a name, man. Danny Kyle, is my name. I guess. All right, Kyle, any guesses, or do I bother even saying that? Yeah, Yao Ming. That's my guess. <laughs> okay. So we got we got Bill Singer. Yeah. I would not have got no that. Shot, no shot. That's all, that's all right. Hey. Now, Jesse, who has the most games played slash appearances? So just – all together, accumulative pitching appearances in a Blue Jays uniform. It's going to be one of these middle relievers that just stuck around the team forever. I almost want to go like Jason Frazier or something. Oh, like baby, there. lock it in because that's correct, man. Let's it is, go. It is Ooh. so Jason Frazier. I did not think you were going to get that one. I for sure thought you would have gone. Elsewhere, that was great because you had so many middle relief pitchers from that era. It for sure wasn't Brian Tallett, though. We know that. that. (laughs) I know you don't. That's why I said it. All right. All right. So I think it's only fair we take this last question um, because it's not fair. Kyle gets five categories. I get four, right? So you ask us both one and then whoever gets the last question first. I think I think we just, yeah, we write it. Write it down. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hold on. I'm the game show host here, yeah, people. Yeah, no, my, I didn't mean that. That's, that's whoever me. whoever is closest. I'm are you guys ready? I like that. Does everyone have a pen and a paper? Yeah. Write down that we're so this is the all-time category, and we are on team. I'm gonna need you guys to produce something for me. I'm gonna want to the whoever is closest, I need you to write down. The Toronto Blue Jays record in the 2004 season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, uh, no talk. Hey, hey no. Bet, bet. write it down. I'll talk while my friends are writing it down. I just want to thank you guys, you listeners, you viewers. This is something new. We want to try it. Leave some comments, some suggestions, things that, you know, you want to see us do. I personally love being a game show host. I love messing with my guys. Obviously, Giving them a hard time. Kyle's a great ball player. I mean, his knowledge of the game, he doesn't have those little trinket, trivial stuff that I have. I mean, my nose is in books and in baseball video games and stuff. Kyle has way better things to do, like actually play ball on the field. And Jesse kind of just does it all. He's too busy hitting dingers. Are you guys ready to show me the record from the 2004 Toronto Blue Jays? I wrote down three answers, but I've locked in on one. Okay, well, I do need one because I asked for one season. Yeah, I that's usually you. followed by one you. record. Okay, Jesse, can you show me your card? I saw a bunch of scribbles there. I don't know if you can see that might be tough. I wrote 82 and 80 because I remember the Blue Jays were a 500 team for a large part of that decade. Um, basically our childhood. So 82 and 80 is what I'm going. Okay, Kyle, show me your paper. 
71 and 91. Mm. All right, guys. Well, Jesse, in 2005, the Jays went 80 and 82. But in 2004, the Jays totally went 67 and 94. Kyle, you were closer. <laughs> you were correct. That's great. Uh, my original question was, tell me the year. The, the Blue Jays in 2003 were in 86 and 76. And all of a sudden in 2004, 67 and 94. And then in 2005, bumped up to around 500. So it was a weird time in Toronto. The 2000s were a weird time. So Kyle, congratulations for getting that question right. I have no idea what the point is. I don't really care. <laughs> we'll um, check the tape. Man, we'll we're honestly, we're all winners here. Kyle, we yeah. love having you on our show. You know a lot about baseball, even though you don't think you do. I love the guests. Vernon Wells was great. Jesse, as always, you're the man. You know baseball. And as for me goes, I love this. I'll do this every damn episode if that's what you guys want. <laughs> because baseball is the coolest sport in the world. And I love diving deep into my baseball reference and anything else to find. Just whatever bottom feeder stats I can find. <laughs> All right, Riley, hit us with the next one. That's it, baby. That's it. Oh, that's it. Eh? That's that's the quiz, man. All right, good stuff. That was awesome. Uh, wow. I don't know what to say. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys were playing along at home, too. It's always very fun to uh, kind of follow around, doing these little games and stuff. You can tell we're deep into the offseason when we're playing little game shows here on the show and whatnot like that. Um, Kyle, thanks for having you on. Like Riley said, great to have you here. You're probably won't be your last time on buds and blue Jays. You're a fan favorite. You know, the, the critics, the fans, they love you on our show. Well, I, so. I appreciate yeah. that because why would you like me? Right. Especially oh, with hey. you guys always pulling up, pulling the weight. I mean, it's an absolute pleasure. I love it. I'll be on whenever you want me next time. Um, I'll do some more research. So I don't miss a question at all. Yeah. Um, Good. Set high Riley, you killed it with the questions. Love it. You got on that rabbit hole of baseball reference and it showed. But thanks again, guys. No problem. That'll do it for episode here today, guys. Make sure you like and subscribe to the <coughs> channel. Um, you know, we're going to be doing this whenever there's big breaking news. We're going to stick with our one episode a week here. But if something big happens, like the Blue Jays trade one of our catchers or we sign some big free agent like a Verlander walks in the front door or something, we will have like an emergency episode to record that. So thank you, Kyle. Once again, thank you for joining us, Riley. Any last words before we call it? A day? No, no, absolute blast, guys. Kyle, again, love having you here. Jesse, it's always fun. Love doing our things. Yeah. Weekly shows, guys. Um, it's, it's a slow off season. We're going to make the most of it. If you enjoy baseball in general, you know, give us a listen. I mean, we're, we're Canadian kids. We love the Toronto Blue Jays and uh, mm -hmm. we'll cover anything that's going to happen till, you know, the next opening day. And from there, we're going to go on the same roller coaster ride, hopefully with a better ending in 2023. I'm ready to get heartbroken again. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, guys.